talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to a place on the pine. Hi, everybody. Kurt Bavaka with you, and welcome to Dirty Kurt's Dugout. Another episode in Season 2. Let me tell you a couple of things that has happened the last time we've talked. Well, actually, Machado's deal had really happened, but I didn't mention it because I had talked to Peter Seidler as soon as word came out that Manny Machado signed with the San Diego Padres, and Peter promised me he was going to come on the podcast with me that night because I had one scheduled to do that night. Or I wrote him a text, and he goes, sure, I'll come on. Well, he sent me a text back about halfway through the day, and he said, I'm going underground until Friday. So in other words, they weren't going to announce the deal until Friday. They actually started announcing the deal on Thursday evening, but... Friday was the main announcement where all the hoopla took place. So we got Machado at 10 years, $300 million. Everybody knows about that. Harper followed up and signed with the Philadelphia Phillies 13 years, which to me is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. $330 million, I don't give a damn how good you are. And then, of course, because of Machado signing with San Diego Padres, Nolan Arenado. Signed eight years, $260 million extension. The boy did good. Oh, yeah, he did. And he is good. So we're going to see some good baseball in the National League West for a long time to come. Some of the rule changes that have been proposed by Major League Baseball and also the MLBPA, one of them was really stupid, designated hitter rule. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm just saying the Major League Baseball Players Association proposed that it be done this year. And it was only a few weeks ago. I mean, come on, guys. Don't be ignorant and don't make the owners try to look bad in the eyes of the fans and social media and all of that stuff. When you make a proposal like that, and you know it's impossible to do. I mean, you've got to make roster moves. You've got to think about who's going to be put in that position. You just can't say, okay, we're going to change the rules. And that's what it's going to be. The, this, that's a notable change, and it's going to take place. The other one, I think, that is the most notable is that the league's proposal that any pitcher that comes in the game face a minimum of three hitters. We'll talk about that in episodes coming up. And we'll also talk about the designated hitter rule because I did it. I was there. I was a DH, as a lot of you might know. I DH for the San Diego Padres in the 1984 World Series. But there's a guy, when you think of the DH, that is the DH. And I'll tell you why. Because on April 6, 1973, Ronald Mark Bloomberg stepped at a plate at Fenway Park against Louis Tion. And he was walked. And it put him in Cooperstown as the first designated hitter ever to play in the major leagues. 
Why do I mention his name? Because he's going to get some splinters right now. Ron, how are you, my friend? Hey, Kurt. It's great to be able to talk to you. I screwed up the game in 73. I'm very, very happy about it. <laughs> and I know you out, out in California, you know, you being the DH for a little while, nobody ever thought that the DH was going to last. But look at it now. It's almost like 46 years, and it's the highest-paid position in the game of baseball now. And whoever thought that, whoever thought that when I got up to bat that I was going to change the whole culture of the game of baseball. And now, if you look at it, if you look Edgar Martinez to get in the uh, Hall of Fame this year, it's a whole position now. So it's uh, the National League's going to have to go to the rule. They're going to have to change, and they're going to eventually have to go and to have the DH. Welcome to Dirty Kurtz Dugout, everybody. Uh, my guest, Ron Blueberg. If you don't know that game, you're just not a baseball fan. That's all there is to it. I'm going to tell you about this guy. I always was under the impression, Ronnie, that you were a New Yorker through and through, you grew up there. You were born in downtown Manhattan. You grew up there. You never left the city, and you were a, a Yankee. It, the, mo, the epitome of what a Yankee is is Ron Bloomberg, and I always thought that. And then we talked a couple of months ago playing in a golf tournament uh, on the East Coast, and I find out you live in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta, yeah. It's, everybody thought that I lived in, uh, I was born in New York, but that was the farthest thing away. You know, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I was uh, I was born uh, many, 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 many years ago when Atlanta was very, very small. And, uh, but uh, it's it's a great city, but it's nothing like New York. You know, I mean, I, I look at New York as my city, uh, when I came up, I signed with the Yankees in 67. I was a number one draft pick. I came up in 69, uh, played against you. Uh, you know, you're a Super Bowl player. Uh, we had some fun together. Uh, baseball was a game of love. Now it's a game of business now. It's an analytical type of game that I do not like. And uh, I was listening to your promos about, you know, you look at uh, uh, Harper, uh, you look at Machado, how much money that they uh, control now. It's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I know when you played for Cleveland, I, I think your GM, was your GM Gay Paul at that particular it time? It was. It was. Yeah. And, you know, to get $200 from him on a raise – it took you six months to get $200. And, you know, for us to make a raise, you know, people don't realize that we have one-year contracts. And now these guys are signing 10, 13-year uh, uh, deals. It's, it's amazing now. It's, it's, it's totally changed the game of baseball. And I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think it's good. And I don't like to watch it because it's not fun to watch anymore. Folks, I'm talking to a guy that said to be able to play in front of 8 million Jews, you can't beat it. Ron Bloomberg, the first designated hitter in baseball, and now they're talking about making it a universal rule. And I'm, you know what, Ronnie? I think it's going to happen probably after the uh, 2021 CBA 
when they put that to bed, if in fact they put it to bed without any issues. I think the, the designated hitter in the National League, it's going to see its day. Well, you know, it has to happen, Kurt. You know, you, you look at the Yankees and you, you look at uh, uh, Tanaka and when he pulled those two hamstrings, uh, you know, you have too much money invested in these pitchers now. And, you know, there's so many guys who get injured. And, you know, when we played, you know, like I said before, we had one-year deals. We did not make a lot of money. But when when we made, you know, I mean, it was a lot of money back then. But now, you know, you're talking about these guys are making, you know, boogoopals type of money. And it's 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 amazing. Uh, but, you know, you, you're going to have to look at, uh, going into the National League, and uh, they're going to have to change it. It's, it's you know, I, I think with Edgar Martinez going into the Hall of Fame, I think that's going to change uh, uh, the game an awful lot where the National League's going to have to say, well, I'm going to have to change. We're going to have to have the DH, and we can't have any of the pitchers hit because they make so much money, and we don't want them to get injured. Well, Ron Bloomberg was one heck of a DH, and the team that he played for most of his career, the Yankees, have a pretty good DH, too. Um, you are still working for the Yankees at this time, Ron? Well, Kurt, what I do, I do a lot of meeting greets with the Yankees. Uh, uh, during the uh, season, uh, I go up to uh, New York uh, uh, when they are at home. I'm up here probably every other week. Uh, I do a lot of meet and greets up here. I, I do a lot of stuff with Steiner Sports. Uh, I, I do a lot of stuff with Randy Levine and Lontross. And I, I, uh, every other year, I play in the Old Timers Day. And, and also, we got the Yankee Fantasy Camp down in Tampa uh, in November and also in January. So I, I, I do the one in January. So, you know, I, after we reach a certain age, it's only so much we can do. I work out every single day. You know, you're in great shape also. And, you know, and, and I try to stay in shape as much as I possibly can. And I'm very, very close with my family. I, I got uh, two kids and two uh, grandkids. And I got a wonderful wife. And, you know, I mean, uh, uh, everything is all good. And, you know, and the best part of it was to see you in Big Oaks in New York of all places. That was so much fun. I mean, I, I'm so glad that I ran that I ran into you, and it really has been a long time uh, since we've talked, and uh, it, was, it was really good to run into you. And, and the most impressive thing about doing this show and doing shows like this is that I look back on people's careers. And I tell you what, there's some numbers that jump out at me um, – that you had that that are really impressive that to be perfectly honest with you, I wouldn't have guessed uh, the type of numbers that you put up, let's say in the 73 season, which was the season that you became the first DH. I mean, you had your most played appearances. Uh, you hit 329 for the entire year. And uh, you had some awesome numbers that year. You must have had one heck of a year. If If there's something that you can look back on, that you loved about the game back then, and it's kind of lost now, what would that be? Oh, it's very, very simple. Uh, uh, it's chemistry. Uh, uh, when we played baseball, uh, uh, you really don't make a lot of money 
Sure as well, you named uh, you named Catfish and you named Gidry. Let me throw out a couple of more names uh, for the people listening. Ron Bloomberg played on the same teams as Billy Martin was the manager of. Don Zimmer was next to him on the bench. Chris Chambliss at first base. Willie Randolph, Fred Chicken Stanley, and Bucky Dennis shortstop. Craig Nettles at third in the outfield. Reggie Jackson. Oh, yeah, the Roy Whites of the world. I mean, Yankee team Thurman Munson behind the plate until he was tragically killed in 1978. Boy, you had one heck of a career, my friend. I thank you so much uh, for joining me on this show. We will we'll do it again, and I will promise you I'll see you in Binghamton again next year. Hey, Kurt, you know, it's like I said before, it's, it's great to uh, get our friendship again. Uh, like I said before, uh, even though I have not seen you so for so many years, it was great to see you. It's great to talk about old times. Uh, we had some wonderful games against one another, to, uh, against each other. Uh, we became friends. We're good friends now. And I'm looking forward to seeing you up in Binghamton, up at the Mudcat Grant uh, Golf Tournament. And I know your fans love you, big guy. You're, you're wonderful. But you got to tell these guys uh, you were a great ball player, too. And uh, so, you know, I mean, you should be very, very proud of your career and what you're doing now. And I'm extremely proud of you. And anything I can do for you, Kurt, I'm here for you. I appreciate that, Ronnie. Thank you so much. We'll talk love soon, you, my friend. Thank you. Ron Bloomberg. God, I love going back with the old guys, even though he's not that old. He, he looks like he could play today, I promise you. Ron Bloomberg, the first designated hitter ever to step to the plate in the major leagues, 
And very, very soon, after 40-some years, they will be implementing the DH rule in the National League. This is Kurt Bavak with Dirty Kurt's Dugout, everybody. I'm glad you're getting splinters with me. Hey, visit patreon.com slash Kurt and see what we're all about. If you like it, become a member. Make the show better because we can hire more producers and engineers and people to set up the interviews. Yeah, it'll help me too. Yeah, that's right. So check it out. You know, even though this guy is mentioned by me every time I talk about people that are slighted and not in the Hall of Fame, this guy is permanently ineligible. There are people out there, although you really don't hear about them very often, you have to dig deep. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to get this gal on the show is because she's doing that. And she's been doing it for the last 8, 10 years. And that's Renee James. Renee James is the producer of a film that will be coming out called Shoeless Joe the Movie. And, of course, it's about Shoeless Joe Jackson. We all know about films about him. Roy Hobbs in the book The Natural supposedly was about Shoeless Joe Jackson. We know Ray Liotta played him in Field of Dreams. And D.B. Sweeney, I believe, played him. I know Renee will know that in Eight Man Out, and that was about the 1919 World Series fix in which Joe is connected to. And when I say Joe, I'm talking about Shoeless Joe because I never call him Joe, so that's why I caught myself there. Renee, thanks for joining me on the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Kurt. Thanks for having me. So tell me about, uh, because I saw something that uh, that was posted the other day about your... Indigo Go Go campaign that That's is right. ending is just ending in a couple of days. That's right. We've got uh, rest beating and two more days after that. Okay, talk to me and tell the listeners about how they get involved in that campaign and where they need to go to find it. Well, thank you so much. We do need the help. Um, they can go to. Um, several places. Uh, first, they can go to Indiegogo.com and in the search put Shoeless Joe and then the movie Shoeless Joe, uh, the true story will pop up. I think it's actually the first one that will pop up and uh, click on that and then they can um, either make a straight donation or they can choose um, a prize category anywhere from $10 up to, you know, we've got uh, all kinds of merchandise is thank you gifts. We've got T-shirts, sweatshirts, baseball shirts, um, coaches' jackets. We've got a um, specially made um, Shoeless Joe Jackson bat, a replica um, that we've had um, made, and uh, a lot of other prizes, even up to uh, experiences, you know, a day on the set, a meet and greet with Billy Bob Thornton, things of that nature um, that they can um, uh, get as thank you gifts as well. Um, they can also go to um, www.shoelesschoejackson.com or shoelesschoeproductions.com rather, um, or they can look us up on Facebook uh, at Shoeless Joe Productions and click on one of our links on uh, on our page. Is Shoeless Joe Jackson a victim's circumstance, or is it tragic 
anti-hero. I'll let the listeners be the judge of that, but just, just listen to this. In the 1919 World Series, which was thrown by certain players on the Chicago White Sox and the Cincinnati Red Ball Club, which the White Sox were a superior team to them, beat them. Uh, Shoeless Joe led all clubs, I should say both clubs, but all clubs playing in the World Series, in hits with 12, doubles with three. He had a home run. He hit 375 and made no errors in the field. But yet Shoeless Joe Jackson is implicated, implicated with being one of the people because money was taken and thrown in his room on his bed. And he's all the stories that are there. That's why I want this movie to come out so bad because I want to see everything that's been unearthed since the last time where the people didn't even do a very good job at it. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with in this movie. Thank you so much. Yeah, there has been, uh, you know, some more information come out. Um, and, you know, the, the movies that were made before, um, a lot of this information wasn't available. You know, we've got the Internet now and we've got uh, documents that have resurfaced that, uh, you know, were missing after um, Joe's deposition went missing immediately after uh, he gave it. And uh, it resurfaced for a short time in, uh, for the civil suit trial in 1920. Uh, uh, and then... Uh, I think it went missing right away after that again. And the Chicago History Museum obtained it about uh, eight years ago. And I was fortunate enough to be uh, one of the first people to get to see that document. Well, Renee James, I appreciate you coming on the show. Shoeless Joe, the movie, is something that I'm really looking forward to. And I want the people of this listenership of this show And I'm going to get on social media and I'm going to keep pumping it the way I have because it's something that if I feel as strongly as I do about it, I know the people that don't care about it right now, if in fact it comes out and they see it, they're going to care about it a lot because it's something that needs to be seen. It's stuff that needs to be uncovered because I've looked into it quite a bit and I know that there's some stuff out there that's way too deep to get into in a 45-minute or an hour show. But I know that you guys are going to do a great job. Executive producer Billy Bob Thornton, congratulations on that. How did you happen to nail Thank Billy you. Bob? You know what? I <laughs> uh, About 10 years ago, I knew he was a baseball fan. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, he wanted to be uh, a baseball player. He tried out for the Cardinals, and uh, he was injured in uh, in the tryouts. So he didn't, uh, he didn't get past that but um you know lucky for all of us who went into to acting after that but uh i actually um like i said i found out he was a baseball fan and i was a, a fan of his work and i tracked him down he's uh also um a musician and his band was playing at a venue in minneapolis where i lived at the time and so i uh <laughs> i went to the venue and talked myself into the show and then talked myself back to his assistant and uh, gave her a quick pitch, and then uh, she thought it was something that he might be interested in. So she let me on the, the tour bus after the show, and I gave a quick pitch to him. And he said, I love it. Come out to L.A. next weekend, and, and let's talk more about it. So I did, 
And, uh, yeah, he's been just a great supporter for me, you know, while I've uh, been working on all the research over the past decade. <laughs> and uh, he's just, uh, you know, been there ready to lend support. And he's, you know, ready to, to come on and, and do a great job on this, too. He's studied up on Joe and, uh, you know, he knew about him before, but uh, he's really uh, uh, made it a point to, to get to know the story very well. And we also have um, Angelo Pizzo as our writer um, who's writing the script. And he wrote Rudy and mm-hmm. Hoosiers and My All-American. So, you know, he's going to do a great job for us. I just know he will. Wow, those are those are pretty good books that he wrote. So the um, with the, you know what the thing that we have to do? I'm going to try to make you a promise. I hope I can fulfill it. I, I want to get you in front of Bob Manfred. I think that uh, need, I, I think that needs to happen. And I think you need to put a little bug in his ear uh, about MLB supporting uh, this film. You know what? Just because of the reason that you can come out with a movie, and I think Major League Baseball needs it now as much as ever before, that is true, even though there might be questions on some of the things that are brought up in it. But that is real. And I know you're going to have the kind of people behind the scenes that's going to make the baseball real. It's going to make the acting real. And it's going to make Absolutely. the stories that are in it true. So I think yeah. that's great stuff. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But we'll oh, be talking. So we got to get you and, uh, and Billy Bob on one of these days uh, down the road, and we'll talk some more. For sure. And actually, Billy Bob has uh, said he'd love to uh, come along to a meeting with Manfred. Oh, so really? If you can arrange it, that would be great. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred is a Billy Bob Thornton fan. You know, actually, he he is. Um, <laughs> Billy Billy told me that he met him. Um, he came backstage after uh, one of his uh, shows, one of his his uh, his uh, band. Uh, oh, that's shows. perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. So, uh, he's, okay. Uh, he's Met his acquaintance once before, you know, briefly, but uh, many years ago. We will do it then. We'll Excellent. do it. I'm going to get on that Excellent. soon. I promise. Uh, I I love that. Thank you so much for all your support. You've done so much for us already, and uh, we really appreciate it because we do need to get the word out and get support for this movie. One other thing before you go. Yes. The hoodie is awesome. <laughs> and it and for every – I, I didn't just get a hoodie, folks. I went on Indiegogo, and I put in my little deal. I decided yes, what I was going to do, and I got one of the hoodies, and it is fabulous. I've worn it a couple of times, and I never wear it without getting compliments on it. So go to Indiegogo, just like Renee James pointed out. Go to Shoeless Joe. Check it out. You can afford whatever you can do. It'll help out with the with the campaign, and every everybody will be happy going down the road. Renee, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, joining me, and we will do this again soon. Thank you so much, Kurt. You're I more than really, welcome. truly appreciate all your support. You're more than welcome. Okay, another show in the books. Renee James going to produce a movie called Shoeless Joe the Movie about Shoeless Joe Jackson. I can't wait for it to come out. I really, really can't. And then Ron Bloomberg, the first DH ever in baseball. And now there's going to be 30, 32 of them. As soon as expansion happens, there's going to be jobs for more and more people. I mean, the owners were dead set against this at the beginning, folks. Now they're all for it. 
because they don't care about what happens on the field, I don't think, except making believe that they care about the clock. But we'll see what happens in the next couple of years because the DH rule probably won't come to the National League until after 2021. Okay, that's it for me. This is Kurt Bavacqua. Another issue of Dirty Kurt's dugout. I just, I wanted to talk long enough so I could hear this song start up because I love it. Thanks for joining me, everybody. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Especially Willie, Mickey and the Duke. Well, Casey was winning. Hank Aaron was beginning. One Robbie going out.